Hey guys, it's Jackson, and welcome back to another episode of Reality Talk with Jackson. Guys, it's Friday. Woohoo! I'm so happy. Friday is my favorite day of the week for a multitude of reasons. Um, the first being, obviously, it's the end of the week. It's the start of the weekend. It's such an amazing feeling. Oh, my gosh. Love it. Um, the second reason is my podcast comes out on Friday. So um, it kind of gives me something to look forward to um, for the end of the week. And I love uh, releasing my podcast for you guys. So, um, you know, that that's always a bonus for Fridays. Um, and then the third reason is... One of my favorite shows, Love During Lockup on WeTV, airs on Friday nights. So I love to just sit down in front of the TV on Friday nights, check out this amazing, addicting show, and escape for a little bit. <laughs> um, but if you're not familiar with Love During Lockup, let me tell you, because this show is super addicting, and actually, my special guest today is from the show. So I'll kind of give you the tea on that. So to start, Love During Lockup is a spinoff series of a very successful docu-series on WeTV called Love After Lockup, which uh, premiered a few years ago. So they have a few different seasons now. Um, They're technically, I think, in the third season, but it's been going on a little bit longer um, than that because their seasons are pretty long. Um, So um, basically, in short, to kind of explain what Love After Lockup actually is. So it's from the produce, same producers um, as 90 Day Fiance on TLC. And basically, um, couples are actually going to be meeting for the very first time, but there's a little catch. So um, one of the um, uh, people in their relationship is actually incarcerated. Um, they're in federal prison. And then their partner is on the outside waiting for them to get out. So the show um, Love After Lockup really follows the couples as the inmate is about to be released or supposed to be released. Sometimes things don't always go right with that. But that's kind of where their relationship starts. And sometimes these people have not even met in person yet or they've met like visiting um, visiting in prison, but they've never been together on the outside world. Um, some of them were together before and then their partner went to prison and then they're trying to, you know, kind of re, re, uh, rejuvenate their relationship after, um, their partner was in prison and kind of, you know, the struggle with that. So that's kind of what love after lockup, um, follows. And it, it was wildly successful, super addicting. Um, I'll, I'll just be honest. It's kind of like a little bit of a train wreck that you really can't stop watching because there's a lot of drama. There's just a lot of different crazy stories going on that you wouldn't even believe. Um, but honestly, there are so many amazing cast members from the show that I've talked to personally that I've got to interview. Um, they all really have um, captivating and interesting stories. And you really kind of get to see their lives in different stages. And it's just really interesting. So it started with Love After Lockup. Then there was um, a spinoff series called Life After Lockup, which is kind of like the se- the secondary, like kind of what happens next. So they've been released from prison. They're living on the outside world. But, you know, we still want to follow their stories because you fall in love with these um, people. And then <clears throat> when the season ends, you kind of, you, you, you miss them. They're like your family that you've been, um, you've been with every Friday night for weeks. So in Life After All, the story continues and you kind of see their relationship if it's going to fizzle out, if there's breakups, if there's drama, if they're going to 
get married? What what's going on? So that that's kind of the second um, spinoff series. And then recently, they just released a brand new series called Love During Lockup, which I absolutely love, um, which kind of shows what happens while. Um, the person is incarcerated and how their relationship works through that. Because when obviously if you're dating someone that's incarcerated, which it's kind of mind boggling, I think for most people to even uh, try and conceptualize what dating an inmate would be like, um, you know, it's difficult. And they are, you know, this show really is showing kind of what that's like and, the struggles with that, you know, if you haven't met the person, you know, what it's going to be like on the outside and trying to plan a wedding when your partner's incarcerated or, you know, there's some of them that have gotten technically like spiritually married is what they like to call it. They're not actually married, but they got spiritually married. They had to get like engaged and stuff over like a FaceTime call in the prison or like through letters. Like it's insane, but it's a very addicting show. Super great, um, super great stories. Very interesting. But um, I kind of want to get to who my special guest is. So my special guest today is Ty Simpson from the newest show, Love During Lockup on WeTV. Um, and let me kind of give you the scoop on Ty because she is super, super interesting, has a super interesting story to tell. So Ty Simpson, she lives in um, New York and she is actually a mortician. And yes, you heard that right. She is a mortician. Um, and she um, she has a thing for guys uh, in prison. <laughs> she doesn't discriminate, um, you know, if they're in prison, if they're not. But she really likes dating a guy in prison. Um, that's just what she's attracted to. She talks about that on the show. And we're actually going to talk about that today in our interview. But um, so that's, you know, and, and she's not actually just dating one inmate. She is dating several inmates. Uh which is a lot, let me tell you. Um, now, there's two that uh, the show really focuses on with her. So she is dating a guy named Hottie, which I think is like a nickname. I'm not totally sure. But um, and then she's also dating a guy named BB. Um, they're both inmates. They don't I don't think they know it. They don't know about each other, obviously. Um, and BB, she knew on the outside world before he went to prison. Um, Hottie, she met through like being a pen pal and that kind of stuff and talking to guys while they're in prison. And that's how she met him. But she has other ones that, um, I don't, that aren't featured on the show right now. I mean, she has a lot. Like, I think on the show, she may have mentioned that it's like 14 inmates, um, at a time. And then she can drop one, pick one up. Like, it's kind of a, it's a thing for her. Um, and it's an interesting thing. And I think a lot of people, are just shocked by it because it is different um, and how she does it. But her and I are going to chat about that during our little interview today. But so anyway, Ty, Ty is a lovely person. I love her to death. She's so, her personality is so much fun. And, you know, I, I love her quirkiness too. Um, but she, she's also a single mom. You know, she has a few kids and she's a great mom. She's a great, you know, mortician. And she just happens to like inmates. I mean, can you really fault her for what she loves? Um, but I think a lot of people do, unfortunately. But I hope with this interview, if you're a fan of the show, um, that you get to know Ty a little bit better and kind of see where she's coming from with some things. But anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with Ty Simpson from Love During Lockup on WeTV. I hope you guys enjoy. 
Yes. Well, I want to start at the beginning of everything, um, kind of with your journey. Uh, so I, I want to know a little bit about um, how you actually met um, your one of your guys, <laughs> um, Hottie. Um, how did you meet him and what initially attracted you to him? Oh, my God. So we initially met because I was going to a hair salon frequently um, in Buffalo to get my hair done. Mm-hmm. And there's this girl there who, you know, you always talk under the dryer, like dryer talk. Just where they were uh-huh. hours talking. <laughs> and she told me she was his sister, but she's actually his cousin, but they were like raised as brother and sister. Oh. And she was talking about him being in jail. And so I'm just like kind of ear hustling and listening to the conversation. And when she showed me his picture on Instagram, I'm like, oh, yeah, he looked good. And she was like, he would like you. You're you're his type. And so we just kind of exchanged information, and she hooked us up. Oh, yes, Literally. yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I love that. Um, now, besides Hottie, you do have another inmate on the show that you do talk about, um, BB. So, who is BB, yeah. and how did you meet him, and what's the story with him? Okay, BB is like one of the sweetest guys on earth. Um, we met. It was. Super Bowl Sunday, probably like 2015, maybe. I don't, I'm, I'm not really familiar with the years. Time goes by so fast, but it was a long time ago. And my sister was talking about something and she showed me his picture. She was talking about something on his Instagram. Show me his picture, and I was like, oh, yeah, gotta have him. So <laughs> I like messaged him. I messaged him. No, I'm lying. I didn't message him. I started like, you know how people will get in your, in your Instagram and like all your pictures? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. So, and I had been like, I had been single for a long time. And so I was ready, you know? So I, I messaged him and no, I didn't message him. I like all his pictures and followed him. He followed me back and instantly was like, you're so beautiful. Da, da, da. And within a week, he had flown to Atlanta. I was living in Atlanta at the time. And he started to come see me every weekend for like about maybe almost three months, a little shy of three months. And that's how we met. Oh, how aw, how sweet. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Now, okay. <laughs> now, okay, on the show, I mean, we see both of them a little bit. Is there one that you consider more of like your main guy compared to the other? Or how does that work? As of right now, yes, with Hottie on the show. But if you tune uh-huh. in, you'll see other stuff. You'll see more. Okay, okay. Now, I'm curious. So, okay, and I'm sure a lot of people probably are curious. So, how did all this okay. start? Because because um, with the inmates specifically, because you even have, like, a little calendar. And it's kind of like, it seems oh, like yeah. a job. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that started with school because... I've been dating inmates for so long and that it like it kinda like kinda started to overlap. Like boom, boom, you got this one, you got that one. And once you build a friendship with someone, it's hard to drop them unless you're just like an evil person. Like you're just like, Oh, I'm not thinking about you anymore. So I started mm-hmm. to like have a lot of guys in my life mm-hmm. and we're dating. So I'm kinda I was at the, at this point in my life where I'm like a serial dater and mm-hmm. you know, it's nothing sexual, so I didn't feel bad about it. But once a person is used to talking to you at 6 o'clock every day, they start to panic, especially inmates, if they don't talk mm-hmm. to you at 6 o'clock every day. To me, it's just, oh, I'll talk to you later. But to them, mm-hmm. it was becoming, 
my life is ending. How did you ghost me? And you're like, wait a minute. It was just one day I missed you. So and it was because I was in school, so I started to get kind of sloppy. So I'm like, you know what? I can stay on top of my kids. I can stay on top of my everyday life as long as I'm organized. So mm-hmm. I started to use a calendar, and then I started to say, okay, so what is my goal here? So that's where the vision board, they call it a vision board, <laughs> came in. And so mm-hmm. it's just, to me, everyday organization because I do it with everything, not just my intimate life, but also my kids, my bills. I'm just very like, you know, what is the word? Tactile. Yes. No, that makes total sense. And yeah, I, I think we saw that with your kids and stuff. So you have it uh, all organized. <laughs> okay. Now with inmates, yeah, is there some... Is there something that you're attracted to with inmates specifically or that you like specifically about them? I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. The thing that I love the most about inmates is I get to get to know someone at their lowest point in life. And I also get to help make them, you know, hold on and be strong and you're going to get through this. And, you know, also try to talk about what got you here. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit on the phone and say, oh, yeah, it was okay to do this crime if that person did this crime. I'm not going to say, oh, it's okay, you're a cutie, so you can do that crime. No, what got you there? You know, mm-hmm. I'm more than just a partner. I'm a therapist. You know, I'm a friend. I'm an intimate partner. We, we are, it's so much more when dating an inmate than just, oh, yeah, hi, boo, miss you. It's so much more, you know, deeper. Mm-hmm. They want someone to just listen to them, just hold their hand, you know? And that's uh-huh. when you get to know the real person. You get to know the real person. Right, right. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, okay, mm-hmm. on the show, the interesting part, we see you with a lot of different phones. So you have, like, multiple cell phones, oh, yeah. <laughs> even some flip phones. So, um, so why do you have so many phones? And that's what I would love to explain. Thank you. I have my main phone for my family, my kids. And I also, as a mortician, I have my work phone. And mm-hmm. then when that phone gets really, really, like, busy, sometimes I'll accidentally call people from my normal phone, like my iPhone. But normally mm-hmm. I use a prepaid phone for the funerals, for just, like, and let me let me ex- explain this. For the funerals, meaning families who are calling into the funeral home. So these are people who yeah. I don't know either, so they're complete strangers. You don't always want to give your personal number out, you know? And right. then I have a, another cell phone that was specifically for inmates. Oh, okay. Sometimes they overlap. So, like, my, the, the man who, or the men who, who I'm super close with, they work their way up to the iPhone. They don't just start off with the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, got to get to know each other better. You know, I have to be, I have to be guarded to an extent, yeah. you know? Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, and is it weird using a flip phone? Because, I mean, like, they're it's kind so of like. Weird. But yeah. I, love the, I love to hang up, like, get side. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I do miss that. I do miss that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, okay, on the show, one of the interesting parts um, that we've kind of seen throughout the first few episodes, um, this girl, Boston, keeps calling you over and over. You call her a girl? I call her a bitch. Oh, her a funky bitch. oh my God! Her a funky, <laughs> well, whatever she is, she keeps calling you on one of your phones. So, how did this yeah. start? And you have so many phones. Is there a way to like, 
like get rid of that number or change it Baby, or something? Baby, listen, when I tell you I done blocked this crazy bitch, <laughs> I done did everything I can. She finds my social media. She finds my phone. It, it's deeper. Like, you'll see as it goes on, it's uh-huh. way deeper than it looks. Like, <laughs> trust me. Yeah. Just pray that I never end up the inmate. Okay? <laughs> Let's just pray that. Yeah. Hopefully not. Um, now, okay. Yeah. With She's been calling. You know what she calls from? You know how people can change their number? And it's like uh-huh. not even a phone number? Like she yeah. Calls, she, she takes it that far. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. It's It's, it's a lot. <laughs> yes, we can see that. Um. Okay, now on to your job that you have. You are a mortician, um, which is an interesting yeah. career choice. Um, so um, you talk about it a little bit on the show, but why did you um, decide to go into that field? There's so much um, that I can say about how I chose it, but I will also like to say it chose me. Mm-hmm. Um, even as a, a young kid, I really loved forensic pathology. I love, like, you know how the show will come on, like, it would be, like, the autopsy shows. Uh-huh. I had no idea what it was really about. I never really fully understood it, but I would listen to it, and before they even give out the cause of death, I'm like, shit, I was right. Or, you know, like, uh-huh. stuff like that. And then deaths would happen, like the O.J. Simpson death, um, other deaths that happened in our, in our, in our, in our um, community. I was infatuated with the, what did you find did this person suffer? Oh, no. How can we prevent this from ever happening again if it was a natural death? You know, mm-hmm. so much about death intrigued me. All the while, I'm in a house with a woman who's brittlely schizophrenic, my mother, and she thinks every minute is her last. So it's mm-hmm. like all over TV. I'm listening to it from my mom. It's, death was just surrounding me, and it was mm-hmm. one way to go. Either you can be just as scared as your mom or you can learn as much as you can about this and face it. And then you have nothing else to fear. You know, I refuse to be a runner. So all those things combined led me to mortuary school because when something's so interesting to you, it becomes very easy to learn it, to master it, and to do it as a job. Mm-hmm. So, kind of yeah. about me, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, now I'm curious, just a little side question. So, um, I'm, are you familiar with the real housewives of Atlanta? I am. And I know Phaedra is, I don't know her, but you know, from watching the show, she's a mortician and she also went to the same school. Okay. Yes. I was curious about that. Yeah, And if you've seen the show, you see Ronaldo on the show, Uh the guy who's been training me, he's from Buffalo. He's here. He also trained her. Down at Willie oh my gosh. in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How, what a small world. <laughs> yeah. I love her. Yeah, I love her. Yes. Okay. Very interesting. Now, okay, has all this inmate stuff and all of this, does it affect your work as a mortician? Anything you allow to affect you can. Um, mm-hmm. Dating inmates has never, ever, ever, ever um, interrupted my life or work. Mm-hmm. drama from the outside world, like Boston calling every day. It it adds stress to something that should be peaceful. Like me being in the prep room, me embalming, that's my peaceful pace because I'm place, excuse me, because I'm doing something honorable 
for mm-hmm. someone. I consider it like a last birthday party, and I'm preparing them. You know what I mean? So when you mm-hmm. have negative phone calls calling you, interrupting your, you know, your spirit, that's horrible. And, you know, that's something I've dealt with with her, you know, mm-hmm. this bitch. That's something I've dealt with. I've dealt with the stress, and it, it stressed me out at work. It stressed me out. At home, shit is stressing me out while I'm driving. Just hearing her name stresses me out. I bet. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, now, okay. So on the show, we did get to see you go on a blind date with a guy named Angel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. What was your first impression of him when you saw him? Well, I was like, do I look fat? I'm thinking in my head. Like, I'm not even thinking about him. I'm nervous because it's so... It's not often that I'm around other humans. You got to think I'm at the funeral home. Mm-hmm. And no offense, they're humans. They're humans, beautiful people, but they can't see me. They can't judge me. You know, so I'm walking into a restaurant and there's not just this guy who I'm hooked up on a blind date with, but there's a billion other people. So I had a lot of anxiety. I'm sweating. I don't know if you noticed the material I had on. That blazer was probably leaking under the pits. I'm sweating <laughs> and I walk up and he looked at me as if he was like truly attracted, attracted. And I'm like, okay, well, he didn't like walk away or I didn't turn him off. So, all right. So now I sit down, but I'm really, really super nervous. I didn't know what to talk about. I didn't like, it was just, I don't know. It was hard. I'll say that. It was mm-hmm. very hard to do. Yes. Yes. Now, okay. Um, in the scene that we see, um, you obviously you had a call from Boston during the date, which kind of uh-huh. kind of derailed yeah. things a little bit. Um, so, um, yeah. and in, in an angel even commented in an interview, like in his confessional interview, that he uh-huh. um, he knew you weren't being honest, that you were kind of that something else was going on. Do you regret? Um, not being honest with him about the situation? No, 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 no. I don't regret not being honest. I regret not turning my phones off. I'm oh. just so <laughs> used to having them. They're, like, attached to me, like, a pendant. And so, like, that is the one thing. Like, I, I feel like I disrespected him, and I, I wish I could apologize. But I haven't, you know, I didn't speak to him after that. Yeah. He never caught. <laughs> oh, oh, I know you really liked him, it seems. And you... After watching it, after seeing it, I was like, I see why. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, you never know what will happen in the future. Maybe maybe things will work right. out. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> um, now, from that day, and, I mean, if it was someone on the outside like him that caught your attention that and that did kind of understand um, your lifestyle, would you ever give up talking to inmates to be with someone um, that isn't I, an inmate? God, that's such, that's like a hard question. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. When I start dating inmates or a person in general, like I tell you, I, I try not to like discriminate. Um, I never think of like this got to end or when this ends. I just try to go with the flow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as a woman, almost 40, is knocking on the door, you know, I want to be settled and I want to be happy and I want to be married. And it's kind of like, I feel like I'm on a, um, what's those things at the, um, those things that go around when you're kids, you ride them, merry-go-round? Oh, um, yeah, merry-go-round. I feel like I'm on a never-ending merry-go-round. 
And it's mm-hmm. like you want to jump off, but you're scared that if you jump off, you're going to get hurt. So you mm-hmm. kind of just stay on it and go around. So that's where mm-hmm. I'm at. And who knows, maybe, like, I'll find love on that merry-go-round that is honorable and real and doesn't have any issues and is equally yoked. Or maybe I'll get the strength to jump off. And I don't know. I just don't know. I have no clue. Right, right. Um, now, okay, what advice, if someone were to say to you that they were possibly interested in dating a prisoner or going on one of those prisoner, like the yeah. dating sites or the pen pal sites, what advice right. would you give? I literally just had this happen to me on Instagram. A girl reached out to me um, with the same, the same type of question um, about herself. She wanted to actually do this. And what I told her was, guard yourself protect yourself. Don't give out too much information. You don't want to give out anything that can have your address. Always use a P.O. Mm. box. Never mm. use your address. Be very mindful when you're talking about where you work at, where you live, like even the neighborhood, because you just don't know. And until you're done fully investigating them, building a profile on them, and, you know, doing like a background check. Until mm-hmm. you're done, and even after You never know what you're dealing with. And it's not just when you're dating a prisoner. It's whenever you're meeting someone online because you, we all know. I know for damn sure I'm not the same person online who I am in real life. I look 10 years younger, thinner. You know what I mean? So it's like, Uh yeah, like people are going to show you the best them, you know? Mm -hmm. You want to be mindful of that because until you get to know the real them, you got to protect yourself. So just be careful. Just be careful. That's all. Okay. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And would, in general, would you um, recommend it if someone said they wanted to date an inmate? Would you say it's a good idea? Or do definitely. You think okay. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I don't discriminate at all. I think we should be able mm-hmm. to date any and whoever we want to date. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, without spoiling anything, um, what can you, or what can fans expect from you for the rest of the season? I will say, um, the volcano erupts and it gets greater. It gets greater later. (laughs) Trust me. Mm -hmm. It gets greater later. And I think that, um, I, I, as a person, I'm a lot more relatable as the episodes go on. I'm not as weird to people as the episodes go on. So once we erupt, you're like, oh, I understand her now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. And then my uh, my last question, um, do you talk to any of your other cast members from the show? Because it is a unique experience where you're all showing um, you're live, but you're obviously not filming together I and all that. Don't, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't talk. I've never spoke. I've seen them on social media, even mm-hmm. like a few pictures or maybe commented. But they're strangers to me, and I'm hoping and I'm really looking forward to seeing their lives and their stories, and then eventually getting to you know maybe say hi to these people because I kind of feel like we're loved during like a family at this point. You know, we're all yeah. being you know looked at and our most you know, nakedest form, if that's a word, <laughs> probably not a word, yes. <laughs> but we're all, you know, we're all being looked at and 
we're being judged. I've seen some of the like most hateful things about all of us. And it's like, we just got to hold hands and just stay strong and live in our truth, you know? Yes. Oh, and that's, 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 that brings me to another good question that I didn't even think of. Um, so how has it been with social media and kind of seeing people, you know, comment on your life and your choices? Hurtful. It's Mm -hmm. so hurtful. Oh my God. At first I just was like crying. I'm not a big drinker. I drink some wine. I'm like, how could people say this about me? And then I said, you know what? They talked about Jesus. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yes. That's right. That's right. And whenever oh. I see negative comments, I'm that I'm that person now. Like when I'm on people's YouTube and I see negative shit, I respond. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, why are you so evil? What's mm-hmm. wrong with you? What did I do? To, you know what I'm saying? Did I hurt you? I'm sorry. Did I upset your day? I'm sorry. Like I respond because it's like. Uh-huh. Some people need a hug. Somebody just need a hug. Here, I'm giving out, like, virtual hugs. <laughs> you're saying I'm weird, but I'm saying you're evil. <laughs> Here's a hug. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Aww. Well, I hope, I think it'll get better. And, um, yeah, but but anyway, I do love you on the show. Love chatting with you. Thank you, and I really love you for having me today. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to my interview with Ty Simpson from Love During Lockup on WeTV. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want more Reality Talk, please follow our social media. It's at Reality Talk Podcast on Instagram, or you can tweet with me. It's at JacksonSeth35 on Twitter. And I will have Ty's information in the episode description so you can check out her stuff and keep up with her adventures outside of the show. But again, Catch Love During Lockup on WeTV on Friday nights, or you can also watch it on the all-black streaming service. But anyway, I love you guys. Thank you guys so, so much for all of the love and support. I'll see you guys next week. (laughs) 